few weeks ago, the infamous G-Rabs, aka Conejo, sent me a message on Instagram whereby he addressed a few points buzzing on social media. His homeboy Prime went on American Cholo Podcast and made a bold claim as well, claiming that Chicano rap is dead. Now, before I throw my two cents in and share my prerogative, hágame el favor, porfas, to follow and subscribe to the channel, like, comment, and share. Help me beat the algorithm if you want more content. All right, ahí les va. Today, I'm going to partially address some of what Conejo said, the self-coronation by King Little G, the claim that Conejo's homie Prime made, the crucifixion of Chicano rap on social media. All right, so Conejo says he didn't know of the word Chicano until 1994-95, when he was already in his late teens. Me, growing up on the west side, we never fucking used that word, Chicano. I never even heard that word. I never heard none of the, like, the OGs, the veteranos, and harpies. Never used that word. Never. I, I, la neta, I don't think I heard that word till I was like 19. I'm talking about 94, 95. Let's start with this question. What is a Chicano? It's deeper than the basic dictionary definition, but to you, the listener, I will give you the privilege of hearing it be defined by Joni, an activist from Barrio Logan in San Diego. For many years, Chicano was seen as a, as a negative, it had a negative connotation. And it wasn't until the 60s, the term Chicano, it became a political term, a conscious term. Someone uh, famous, his name was uh, Ruben Salazar, who got uh, killed in the Chicano moratorium. He says that a Chicano is someone who doesn't have an Anglo image of himself. So you're closer to your roots, like your, your Mexican roots, right? Now, I'll one-up that and expand on this because I think it's relevant, especially in today's atmosphere. Not only is a Chicano a Mexican-American who has a non-Anglo image of himself, but a non-Black one as well. For whatever reason, social media and hip-hop have been eroding the pride and self-determination of our community. Hip-hop especially has compromised our identity in the last decade, maybe two, making our culture and identity the subject of ridicule for the sake of likes on social media. I'll expand on this shortly. Anyway, back to Conejo and the subject at hand. Shout out to him, by the way. His private message prompted me to make this rant. So point number two I want to make about the word and the genre's place in hip-hop or West Coast rap in general. You know, basically, um, so here I come. I come along doing my music shit. And when I came along, esa palabra ni existía. None of that shit existed. To clarify, this word had already been floating around in rap music. I mean, Kid Frost mentioned it on La Raza, and so did Aztec Tribe on Diego Town, and that was as early as 1991. And the earliest I can trace the phrase Chicano rapper is in 1992 on the song We Do Damage by Norwalk's Most Wanted. Hell, even West Coast Cam put it on rhyme. As far as Conejo's assumption that the genre was birthed in San Diego, before knowing this, I always thought that term came from the homies from San Diego, you know, or it was birthed over there or, or something like that, you know. I just always thought that, well, I, I guess everybody's gonna have their opinion of it. I'll reiterate what I've said in the past we gave the subgenre shape and form. We gave it its identity, and the Night Owl album from 1994 was a jumping point. 
Now this is where I think as an artist and a person in general, Conejo speaking with maturity when he gives Roberto Flores, AKA Little Rob his flowers and crowns him King of Chicano Rap. Considering that many of his fans will cite Conejo's Mad at the World song as one of the best diss records in Chicano Rap, whether or not he himself considers himself Chicano Rap. But to me, the King of Chicano Rap has always been and will always be um, Little Rob. To me, Little Rob is the King of Chicano Rap. You know, like, he just encapsulates that, you know, that, I don't know. I just feel like he is. He's, he's, he's always done it or, or in a certain way that, that you know, it, it's, it's, it's admirable, it's respectable, you know? Even though, like, I, there was times when I didn't feel like that because, like, my hip-hop influence was like, nah, fuck that. But, but he is that, you know? He is the king of Chicano rap. He's not alone in giving him his props. American Cholo has said it. Little Rob, banging. That's the part. Produce right, banging right. Anna Means has said it. We didn't have as many premier lyricists as Dago did. Shadow fucking... Uh, There's another dude. Um, who else? Who else G, comes from G, out? Little G, Rob. Something. You know, Little Rob yeah, 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 was okay. mad lyrical. That people, people don't necessarily necessarily give little rob that credit but oh, yeah. like no soy that these like the greatest song ever fat joe acknowledges him doing his thing for a long time shout out to little rob and kid frost and that's Dennis right Gates. that's oh, right day one when you talk latinos in the industry mm -hmm. those they did it right they still doing it right and even the man at the center of the chicano rap debate prime has said it the rod only get his props because summer nights oh, come on yeah. who, who has a oh, bigger man hit than that and, and they made it to mtv and it made it to that you know so shout out to little rob as well more on the prime debacle later despite that there are many detractors who say otherwise take misfit soto's backhanded comments i've never heard a little rob song i've never heard one complete full song from him at all so i don't know i don't, I don't know if i'd work with him or not and of course king little g formerly known as little gangster who thinks he is the king of chicano rap before i segue into this self-proclamation as king let me give my two cents on little rob now me and my homie six from the g-funk junkies have had this debate about whether or not little rob helped the movement or if he hindered it but i will say this rob's music didn't connect with me during my high school years I purposely didn't listen to him because he was so popular at the time. I'm talking about 2004 through 2007. It wasn't until my late teens that I started really fucking with his music. I started adding his albums to my collection shortly after. One thing I can say with certainty is that he is consistent with his music. He did have moderate success before the age of social media, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. The man is humble, he minds his own fucking business and stays away from drama. I've come to find his music enjoyable for the most part because it's not filled with incredulous lyrics like some of his contemporaries claiming to be so damn gangster that they killed a hundred people every day of their lives. Obviously that's an exaggeration, but you get what I'm saying. But more importantly, his music isn't misogynistic, demeaning, or obscene in regards to women, unlike some of his other dudes that act like they weren't raised by a woman. Back to the subject. This isn't a throne that is held by a single man. No, sir. Conejo has a point when he says that there's many kingdoms. There's a lot of kings, you know? There's a lot of kingdoms out here, you know? And, you know, like, you know, shadow, stupid flows, always. Little one. Whether it be Mr. Night Owl, 
you know, even over here in, the, in LA, you know, like fools think this guy or that guy or this guy, you know, like. I personally hate these trivial debates about who's the GOAT and who's the king of this and that because good music is subjective. What I think is good, someone else might think is trash and vice versa. Good really just depends on the listener's taste in music. But to expand on Conejo's comment, I would agree that there are kingdoms and those thrones are held by a cluster of different rappers collectively holding down their respective zones. For example, Cali Lifestyle, Triple C, and Mad Dog held down the 805. Lil Rob, Little One, Shadow, and Night Owl had San Diego on lock. And AOT, Slow Pain, and Frost held it down for LA. RIP to the fallen ones, by the way. And with LA, there's so many dudes out there and so many sections that you can go further into it and see who holds down different sections like the Harbor area, the San Gabriel Valley, Southeast LA, and so on and so on. As far as the self-coronation of King Little G, it sounds to me like he was upset or butthurt that he isn't in the conversation. But to him, I ask, why does he care? He spent the last decade reinventing and disassociating himself from the genre. That says look. a lot, though, you know what I'm saying, being Mexican. I mean, you don't have no songs on the radio, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I don't even look at it as, like, you know, the whole Mexican thing anymore. I just look at it like I'm just another guy on the Internet. You whether, know, whether you know us <laughs> or not, there's people that look at you that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, He's avoided appearing on the Rodium Radio and American Cholo podcast in favor of Vlad TV and bitch-ass Adam-22's No Jumper, as if he's too good to be in our circles. This little stunt appears to be an opportunistic ploy where he's just trying to capitalize on the buzz that Chicano rap has caught on for the moment, similar to when he first dissed Little Rob, just for the attention. Don't get me wrong, I give him props for reinventing his image and for the movement behind his branding, but the claim about being the most influential is laughable. Never heard anyone wanting to sound like King Little G, but every time I hear King Little G, he's trying to sound like somebody else in the mainstream. That little single you're doing that's really mimicking a, a, a different artist, ain't nobody gonna remember that shit. That, that's not like... They should put in more work. I, I feel like fools ain't making songs like they're gonna love those shits forever. Right. Fools don't do songs like that no more. They just, yeah. they wanna see some, like, they thinking like strip club mentality, you know what I'm saying? Like, that quick pop shit. Yeah, Like so, cookie cutter. He brags about almost signing to Interscope, Atlantic, and Warner Music. But almost winning is not the same as winning. Just ask the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this almost signing bears a lot of resemblance to the Omar Cruz story about almost signing with Aftermath. Still, I applaud his success, even though his music is not my shot of tequila. But I've never heard anyone claim that King Little G's albums are classics. And that's because he makes music to be played for today and forgotten tomorrow. Do we have those classic songs out today? Hmm, good question. I, 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 uh, my quick answer would be no. Now this is a subject that started buzzing a few weeks ago when Prime went on American Cholo and said he didn't want to be typecasted as only working with homies. I don't want to just be like, oh, you work with the homies. You don't want to be stuck in the Chicano rap uh, fucking box. Chicano rap is dead, bro. That's the oh, that's wait, a wait, dead. Wait, wait, shots fired. Chicano wait, rap wait, is dead, bro. Shots fired. And then Conejo chimes in and says that it's up to the listeners to decide. Is Chicano rap really dead? That's that's for you to decide. And and who's the, the king of Chicano rap? Well, again, that's for you to decide. Now I'ma tell it like the homie Jay Function from Montreal told me and the homies from Khalifa Rap. In a sense, it's kind of like G-Funk. There was an era, people still continued, but you can really define it between certain years, the image, the sound, 
maybe Chicano rap era is dead, but not necessarily Chicano rap. And I couldn't agree more. Personally, I prefer my Chicano rap from around 1994 to 2005. That is the Chicano rap era to me. But Chicano rap itself is not dead. It's just not appreciated by the people it was made for. In fact, I dare say that we got a lot more love from overseas and abroad than we do here at home for it. I said this before, but there's been a campaign to bash Chicano rap in an effort to gain acceptance from hip-hop's majority, which I find sad and pathetic like a bad case of Stockholm Syndrome. Which leads me to my final point, the crucifixion of Chicano rap on social media. Chicano rap is dead, bro. Some of Chicano rap sucks. Most of Chicano rap sucks. If you grew up in the 90s and you listened to rappers at that time, a lot of the Latino Chicano rappers out in that day, bro, were off motherfucking beat. I'm going to say that. But I'll be honest with you. A lot of Chicano rap fucking sucks, man. That shit sucks. Everyone has been trying to avoid the Chicano rap label like the fucking plague these days. G-Rap says something crucial, and it's surprising to me that people don't fucking see the irony of this conundrum. He was too hip-hop for Chicano rap and too binged out for hip-hop. For Chicano rap, I've always been too hip-hop. For hip-hop, they look at me like, oh, that fool's too banged out. That fool's Chicano rap. Like, I've always had my own place in this shit, you know, which is not here and it's not there. It's like right here, you know? So I've always had like mixed feelings about it. He even alludes to the age-old saying among Chicanos, que no somos ni de aquí ni de allá. This has always been a conflict of identity in the Chicano culture. We're ashamed for being too Mexican for America and too American for Mexicans in the motherland. This led to many decades of Mexican-Americans refusing to identify as Chicano or Mexican in the attempt to assimilate into white society. Y ni así ven las pinches semejanzas, the motherfucking parallels of then and now. You fools are fucking killing me. You'd think que les caeré al pinche 20 by now, but no, you got motherfuckers that are denying Chicano identity to get acceptance from blacks in hip-hop. We've come a full 180 from wanting to fit in with the whites to wanting to fit in right with the blacks by compromising our culture and identity. Hey, yo, what the fuck? It's fucking weird. Even Prime gauges success based on whether or not black people will play the music, as if they're the only audience in the world. Black people support Summer Night. They do have bumped that. Yeah, I, in the hood, they were bumping summer night. That's that's my summer special. Instead yeah. of, instead of uh, what's the name, uh, Will Smith, I bumped yeah, straight up. Well, here's my question to every rapper or producer of Mexican descent that shies away from Chicano rap: What percent of your fan base is black? What percentage of your revenue comes from black audiences? I won't hold my breath waiting for the answer. I can guess with some degree of accuracy and say it's less than two percent. No matter how hard you try to clown on Chicano rap, the hip-hop purists won't give you the pass that you so desperately crave. Here's what they think about you. Here's what they think about you. Otherwise, you'd be in the hip-hop award ceremonies and the Super Bowl halftime performances. Imagine me at the MTV Award. Imagine, 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 imagine me at the MTV Award. Or getting that collaboration deal with Nike or Adidas, but you're not. Am I wrong? Now, Big C.O.N. hit the nail on the head with this next point, and it's something I've been saying for years. So, is it dead? Possibly. Um, who's to blame? We can't point the finger, fuest away, fuest away, fuest away, but the fools that ruined it know who the fuck they are, you know? With their fucking trash-ass music, you know? But all the, 
all these like fucking whack ass rappers started coming in and like not really no skills but little by little they fucked off the game and now la neta i feel like homies are embarrassed of that embarrassed of that title that's why you hear fools like shit i ain't chicano rap and nah like nobody wants to be chicano rap because it just it's like a it got some bad name it got some bad rap he won't point fingers but i'll address this again like i did in my previous episode from 2005 to the early 2010s, the big three labels in Chicano rap flooded the market with trash to make a quick buck. And that's when quality control went out the fucking window. Conejo didn't say any names, but I will. I think it's important to know who's responsible for this mess. Low Pro, Southland, High Power. One only has to look at their catalogs to see that I'm speaking the truth. These three ran it into the fucking ground. These three are responsible for making it a joke. These three are the reason why homies are embarrassed by the label Chicano rap and are ashamed to be associated with it. Everything from the terrible album covers, their image, and their lack of talent on the mic made it an object of ridicule. But somebody was buying it. And if you were buying it, then you contributed to its downfall. Don't get me wrong, I admire their entrepreneurial spirit. And I give them props for their financial success. But they know what they did. The final nail on the coffin is Foo's Gone Wild and the clones that it spawned that praise the use of the n-word by our youth and clown the homeboy image. For instance, that Foo's Gone Wild mascot, Little Mr. E, he found more success as a gimmick than his actual personal rap career. And if you're from San Diego, you know what I mean. This younger generation would rather be a drop in the ocean than the waters of a mighty current that flowed in the rivers of Chicano rap in its heyday. The Vato from Marvelous Inc. said it well. Kids today, it is so easy to say the N-word, the N-I-G-G-A. Right. Okay. Why do you think it's so easy for Rasa today to say the N-word and think that it, it's okay or cool? The influence, the influence and idolization of another person. You got hip-hop, um, and I hate to say hip-hop, yes, you know, yeah. or rap, because we grew up with the same thing. We didn't use those words. And now, you know, with mainstream media and all this YouTube stuff and now podcasting and now, you know, rap and, and, and there it's, it's kind of a, an agenda. Like it's kind of, um, something that's been prepared. It's not something that our kids are naturally doing. No, there's a system to this. These are actual, um, um, man manipulated mind warfare. And then well, who becomes the influence of the male, the young males? in that house but he's got the hip-hop or, or music or social media saying this stuff and now that becomes his dad i've never understood why my lingchismo is so prevalent we created our own lane but this new generation will settle for the bike lane instead if you ask me what's killing chicano rap it's that it's cringe to see this generation turn their backs on our culture instead of supporting the movement these J cats want to disown it, but like Fat Joe said, we just need to get our shit together to blow up. The Mexicans gonna be the biggest, the biggest when they get together and they figure out their Eminem of Mexicans. That's fly as it's <laughs> over. Nah, nah, it's over. The they, Mexican Eminem. Somebody gonna come. Well, if you're out be there, dumb if you're nice. out there, you Black know. Black people gonna love him. Spanish people gonna love him. White people gonna love him, and he gonna be the biggest guy in the world because so many mexicans yeah. everywhere you look like it's like they get one to go like go like you know 
like a big gold. boy. Oh no, he gone. Like a Mexican Eminem. Yeah, he a hundred million, two hundred million, some shit we ain't never. Excuse my language. Something we ain't never seen in our lives. He's gone. Thank you for tuning in today to hear my social observation. And like always, just chill till the next episode. Boom. Imagine me at the MTV Award. Imagine me at the MTV Award. Imagine me at the MTV Award. Imagine me at the MTV Award.